You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? You got Ike Jones back with another morning drop. Today we are talking about Seth Wilfred added to this recruiting class out of Snow College. How does that impact the Auburn offensive line going into 2024? Let's talk about it. Y'all know how we do right here. War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning Drop, Ike Jones in the place to be right here with you all, the great members of the War Report family. It is Wednesday, December 13th, already almost halfway through the month of December, which is crazy. Uh, but we're talking a little bit more Auburn football this morning, talking about the JUCO signee Seth Wilfred added to the offensive line class coming up for 2024. Before we get into the conversation, please do the necessary while sharing the video with somebody out there. Get some more people involved in this conversation. We definitely appreciate all of the different voices that lend themselves to the Auburn fandom and hope to hear from a lot of you guys today about how you're feeling about all things Auburn. Like the video and subscribe to the channel if you're here on YouTube, if you're out there in the land of podcast go ahead and share that podcast with somebody as you're listening to it give us a five-star review over there in whatever podcast platform you are listening right now uh before we get into the conversation specifically about self with seth wilfred uh definitely want to say a um heartfelt war eagle to our guy marcus harris out there who has decided to take his career to the next level and declare for the nfl draft definitely will miss marcus harris we'll talk more about marcus harris uh later on in the week for sure but war eagle to marcus harris and hopefully he does well in his future endeavors out there tonight if you're a basketball fan there is a basketball game tonight unc Asheville takes on auburn in huntsville so if you're in the huntsville area i plan on traveling to that game so uh, you guys uh Hopefully, I'll see you out there in Huntsville. Uh, and uh, in case you didn't know, just did a sit down with our guy, Keontae Scott, that is live now on the channel. So if you haven't had a chance to go check that out, then go ahead and uh, head over there after we're done with this. And it's a little quick sit down about his return to the Plains for next year, deciding to forego the Senior Bowl and the um NFL draft to return to the th for his third year here at Auburn. So that is live now on the channel as well. More to the conversation today, though. We've got self Seth Wilfred here who is added to this class for 2024. Seth is from Ephraim, Utah. He's the offensive lineman, 6'6", 295. Uh, comes from Snow College. Speaking of Keontae Scott, same college that we got Keontae Scott from a couple of years ago. So already did a good job of getting some guys in from that college and hopefully he'll do well six six is good for an offensive tackle which is what he played at snow college 295 a little slim you know you probably want to get another you know 10 pounds 15 pounds on that young man um, before he's going to be sec ready uh but it took a look at some of his stuff and you guys know uh, you know because it's not official he hasn't signed he's just committed i'm not going to uh, devote a whole lot of time getting into any of his film or anything like that but Took a look at some of it, and he's raw, but he's got some good potential out there. I like what the prospects are for him. Uh, but 
specifically for the offensive line right now, we've got some depth that we're building. This is one of the things that I've been talking about a lot in the offseason is trying to build depth for the offensive line, particularly at the offensive tackle spots. Um, we've talked about it here on this channel and definitely been documented how uh, one of the better offensive linemen for Auburn last year was Dylan Wade. He's currently playing at O-Tackle, but probably fits a little bit better as an offensive guard or an interior offensive lineman from a size perspective. So it's going to be interesting to see what Auburn does in terms of whether or not Dylan Wade will continue to be out at the offensive tackle spot or if he'll uh, slide into a guard spot. I do feel like Auburn's pretty deep at the interior offensive line and the tackle spot is where we're light. So the addition of Seth, Seth Wilfred would do a lot in terms of making sure that Auburn has some more depth out there. You've also got, of course, um, DeAndre Carter, 6'5", 345, uh, likely projects as an interior guy, but uh, available out there for the offensive line depth. Uh, uh, for Auburn this season. So looking forward to seeing what Coach Thornton does in terms of making sure that that offensive line has the necessary depth to to compete in the SEC. Mike G joining us now live, talking about Seth, Seth yeah. Wilfred, the new uh, addition to the Auburn offensive class, or excuse me, the uh, new Auburn uh, recruiting class coming in for 2024. Um, by most accounts, this puts us up into the top 10, the 20th commitment for that class. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, people were starting to get a little nervous about offensive line. Uh, and so it later it went in the process, the more it looked like this might be a problem that is solved by the portal. Uh, so again, Hugh Freeze is going to be hitting the portal for offensive linemen, uh, Ike. And I like to pick up. I like to pick up. Um, they need some reinforcements alone at offensive line. You talked about, you know, possible movement there by guys who currently exist in that room. Uh, and we know what we went over. I think Sunday it was who's outgoing. So when you're losing guys like Gunnar Britton and, and, and some of those other guys, Avery Jones, those guys who are leaving, they're taking a lot of starts, a lot of experience with them. It would behoove you maybe to bring in some guys who have some experience playing at, you know, the college level. And I, I like Seth Wilford. I think he's a great pickup for Auburn. Yeah, so uh, like I said, Seth Wilford added to this commitment class. He would be the 20th mm -hmm. commit for the 2024 uh, recruiting class for Auburn. And uh, again, if you're looking, depending on what where you're looking, now Auburn is going to dip into that top 10 for most places uh, with this 20th commit. And still not done yet, of course, still some more things that have to get sorted out. And, you know, potentially... There are some guys who could move away from Auburn. I don't know that that's going to happen for anybody in specific, uh, but Auburn could potentially lose some guys in this class. So there's still a lot of work left to be done for Coach Hugh Freeze and this staff. And they've got a lot of work to do in the trenches, as we all know. That's kind of the way that you're going to have to be able to build your team is being able to get better in the trenches. Of course, a lot of Auburn fans already have anxiety around a lot of whatever's happening out there with uh, recruits and the recruitment of certain players. But I think the the Offensive and defensive line are going to be a huge portion of what this staff is going to be yeah. looking to solidify with either some folks out of high school or going into the transfer portal to try to get some more uh, experience in those spaces, especially when you're talking about places like your offensive tackle where you've got so many premier pass rushers in yeah. our league. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> interesting, Ike, to see them go to Juco route. 
uh, here on this mm-hmm. one. Uh, you know, I feel like Juco players have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit with all this portal madness and everybody getting, you know, millions of dollars if you if you listen to some people. Uh, so it, it's interesting to see them go out and get a guy like this who, quite honestly, they probably didn't have to make a large financial commitment to to get the play. You know, I think you're going to see some kids commit to Auburn that just really wanted to play for Auburn. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. um, somebody told me that, you know, uh, about characterize the conversation with Ryan Lewis saying this was Auburn was his dream school. So top with Robert Lewis. Who? Yeah. Robert Lewis. Like Robert Auburn Lewis. was his okay. dream school. This is where he wanted to mm-hmm. be. I don't, <laughs> there was no number that was going to keep him out of Auburn. He just wanted to be here. Uh, and I understand what the game is now. I just think it's nice to have some of those kids every once in a while that just want to be here. Uh, and Seth Wolford seems like he's one of those kids as well, too. So I, I think Hugh Freeze will do well with a kid like this because, you know, it's you don't have to manage all that other stuff, right? You, you yeah. don't. You're just going to come here yeah, and play. Yeah, I think the, the, the having guys that want to be in the locker room as opposed to guys that are, uh, you know, I hate to use the term mercenaries, but just kind of paid guys that come in because they got the check uh, doesn't really give you the kind of um, – we heard Coach Hugh Freeze talk about uh, the environment that he wants to create with the Auburn f- as a family and, and coming in with guys that are going to be committed to doing the work and and being a little bit more bought into right. the culture. And I think that that's going to be a big focus for this team is, yes, we want to get talented guys to come in and guys that are highly touted and you know high rankings, blah, blah, blah. But if they're not going to buy into the culture of what's going to be happening in this locker room, then they're going to have to look elsewhere because, yeah, you can pay somebody to come in. But if they don't truly want to be there and they're not going to and they come in with kind of a, a diva mentality, it does you absolutely no good for your locker room chemistry. And I think that we had some issues with chemistry in our locker room. You know, when you're not winning games, then people are definitely going to be a little more on edge about whatever. But when you find guys that want to be in your program and they're going to work mm. their butt off, then it makes it a little bit easier to have the right kind of chemistry within your locker room. And your leadership doesn't have to work as hard to get by. Yeah, in. True. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So, uh, again, Offensive lineman self Seth. I don't know why I keep messing up Seth. Seth Wilfred from Snow College uh, made his commitment to Auburn. Looking forward to now in just seven days. So at this time mm. next week, we'll be talking about who has officially inked it. Now we've got a couple of guys who have gone ahead and done their letter of intent. In uh, believe. It was uh, – there are two different players that did it, and now for whatever reason, there's, um, my brain just went blank on the two Malcolm Simmons it, is doing uh, a signing recently. ceremony where he he's inviting reporters to come to his high school. But there's not going to be yeah. any drama around um, it. Like, he was wearing Auburn gear in his announcement, and, like, you know what I mean? It's just – Yeah, Bryce Kane did it already, and Malik Blockton was the other. Okay. Those two already had uh, ceremonies that did a signing – and they're they're locked in already with Auburn with their national letter of intents, uh, even before our, um, early signing day. They are like, let's just get it over with. Uh, so looking forward to seeing how that. Can they sign before early signing day? Technically, I don't know how that works. I'm gonna be honest with you. What's when I saw that, that they did it, I was just like, is that when is they, that become a thing where guys go ahead and, and like, sign? I'm gonna be on vacation, I, so just hold this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be. I mean, it is tw- it is five days before Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I, if our family's going on vacation around Christmas time, <laughs> maybe they're just getting the paperwork yeah. you know, early and, and 
that could be it. Yeah, I, I was thinking that. I was like, what's the point I have of no idea. Day if they're just going to, but obviously, yeah, but send it in earlier. Those guys made it official this uh, this past week. So uh, both Bryce Kane and Malik Blockton already apparently signed on the dotted line. So no worries about those guys. But there's some other ones that people are uh, panicky about. And listen, it I have said from the beginning, this is why I don't celebrate commitments too much because I don't know what's going to happen between now and when they have to actually yeah. sign. Um, if we are con- con- confident that our staff can flip guys away from other schools and you have to be just as worried that there's a potential that some guys could flip away from Auburn at some point in time. So um, just looking forward to seeing what happens again. We are a week away from early signing day and hopefully it is a drama free mm. day, but you can never really be too sure what's going to happen out here with these young men and their decisions that they have to make. All right. We are going to get over into your comments. We appreciate you all dropping in with us this morning. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! Absolutely. All right, we are going to go over into your comments. We appreciate you all dropping in with us this Wednesday morning. I will get things started off with the super chat here from TJ Lou, who said, I heard Ryan Williams put Auburn as his last visit. Uh, I have I'm I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to be I've, I'm always very honest with you about recruiting. I do not keep up with the rumor mill as it comes to like if I hear about it, somebody sent it to me because I don't really keep track of all the player movement. And I heard this person's doing this. So if you heard it, then, yes, you heard I it. Actually- I actually got this from incredible sources too, uh, well too, because he's reclassifying. Mm-hmm. He's already he's done the reclassification. Going, he did that announcement. Well, he's not going to be eligible to play until after spring, mm-hmm. right? So he could not arrive before summer, right? Uh, so he's going to make his commitment in February, um, and uh, yeah, Auburn snuck another visit. Look, they went to go visit his state championship game that they they lost in in heartbreaking fashion. Mm-hmm. If you didn't see it, it was a, there were at least, I think three D one, like top 75 players on the field for that game. Ryan Williams was there. Um, KJ Lacey, mm-hmm. the kid, the Texas commit, mm-hmm. right. Um, was at quarterback and they tried to sneak the ball. Like they tried to do a QB draw on the last play and came like two yards short instead of just kicking a field goal to go overtime. But Hugh freeze was there. Cadillac was there. Um, Aldridge, Josh Aldridge was there. Marcus Davis was there. I think I think there was one more coach there. Dude, they had like five or six coaches on hand, as well as the head coach Ike, putting the full press on Ryan Williams. And look, Bama fans, they're nervous, but they're not. They're nervous. They're nervous because they see a bunch of five stars st- signing with Auburn. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not because they're arrogant and they think, oh, why would he want to sign with them? Who's going to throw them the ball? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, this staff has an effective recruiting pitch that they're making to these players. And, um, you know, a lot of it is about the future. So you may not know who's throwing the ball to you now, but essentially what they're selling is beyond 2024, especially for freshmen, because they're going to be here beyond 2024. Right. 
don't be so short-sighted as to think just next year. You're a freshman anyway, mm-hmm. right? Some of those guys will play. Some of them will will not. And all of them will be on the field by 2025. Right. Mike, Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, and, and Ryan Williams, right? Like, uh, what's the package with, with no running back? <laughs> uh, it always gets out of my mind. Uh, what's the personnel package with no running back? I mean, it's just usually a five wide. I mean, it's not really a yeah, personnel package. Yeah. So, like, I I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to run something crazy, like, well, all this talent on the field. You know, you've got good route runners in that. Like, I, Ryan Williams, uh, they're smoke around it. I, I'm I'm like you. I haven't been buying a ton of the recruiting smoke, uh, but this one seems to be building well for Auburn. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. A lot of time between now and when he is scheduled to sign. So, yeah. Uh, Michael Carlisle jumps in and says, "So glad Scott is returning. Need that leadership." Speaking of Keontae Scott, I saw you retweet his announcement video, and I was like, "This man is a menace." He did that whole video like. It's been such a great time being here. I love you guys. You know, if I weren't going to be, I'd miss it. And then at the end, he's like, but I'm not done. And I'm like, ah, screw you. <laughs> you got me. You got me. It was like two minutes yeah. of the okie doke. Yeah. Glad to have him back again. Uh, that interview with myself and Keontae Scott is live on the channel right now. You guys yeah. can go check that out uh, for some just quick conversation about his decision to return to Auburn. Uh, AU alum 94 said, heard Ryan Williams canceled his UA visit to visit Auburn this weekend. There are going to be quite a few uh, Auburn commits here this weekend for the Auburn versus USC basketball game this coming Sunday. So uh, if you guys uh, have about $500, you could probably get you a good seat for that game uh, because tickets for that game are not cheap. Right. Uh, Michael Carlisle jumps back in and says, Ike, going to be at the AU-USC game Sunday. Would love to say hello. Actually, Mike G is covering that game for the War Report Sunday, Michael. So uh, you can have a Michael to Michael face-to-face potentially during that game. Uh, But you guys, make sure that you go and check out Auburn versus USC. Again, Auburn plays tonight versus UNC Asheville in Huntsville. I will be at that game, uh, but Mike G will be there for the game this coming Sunday. Uh, Corey Weber, excellent interview with Keontae. I appreciate that very much. Hopefully you guys have had an opportunity to check that out. If you haven't, once again, it is live on the channel. Chris S. says, a lot of anxiety right now. I feel like we're just all waiting for a powder keg to blow in recruiting. Um, When you say powder keg to blow, I hope you're talking about it blow up and we do wonderful things here, Chris. Not the negative portion of it blowing up in our faces. Um, But I don't know that there's ever not going to be anxiety around recruiting. And I don't know that Auburn fans know how to exist in a world where they don't let their anxiety overwhelm them. But if you do have issues with anxiety, you could always go over to our folks at Rogue Shop and they could have a little something that'll help you out right there. Um, But yeah, anxiety is a real thing and people have a lot of it right now. One week till early signing day, hopefully uh, the vast majority of this class will just go ahead and get it done with so people can stop panicking. Hmm. Uh, Wardam PJM says, uh, Seth Wilford, I guess, looks like he's pretty good at pass pro. A little raw and run blocking, in my opinion. Excited to have him. Uh, yeah, he does look like he's got some things that he could work on, but I like the fundamentals of what's going on with that young man. Hopefully, he will translate pretty well to this uh, SEC uh, trenches that we have coming up. Uh, Chris S. asked, any word on how Tyler Johnson, 2023 offensive tackle recruit, is faring thus far? I have not heard anything, Mike G. I haven't heard something about him, yeah. yeah. I haven't heard something about him. Yeah, don't know 
but uh, that is one of the things during the off season, you know, as we get into the spring, we'll try to see if we can get more word on kind of how guys are progressing. This is a, the weird thing that happens every year for me with these recruiting classes and with people's and their expectations is we get all excited about guys that come in and then we don't see them on the field. And then all of a sudden, Oh, we're terrible at every spot imaginable. And it's like, weren't you just excited about this dude in the recruiting class that hasn't touched the field yet? Is your, your assumption that because they are true freshmen and they didn't play that they're garbage. Like we should have some guys, if you're doing it right and building your program properly that are ready to take the reins and step in just because someone else exits, and especially if that someone else is really good, doesn't mean that you don't have a really good replacement behind them. You just haven't seen them yet. So I think we get a little too panicky sometimes when good players exit or we haven't seen players hit the field that we automatically assume they're no good or guys that didn't see the field very much exit during the transfer portal. Like, well, they didn't have any productivity at Auburn anyway. Well, maybe they just didn't get a shot. That doesn't mean they're not good. So um, it's just – the, the energy around recruiting in the transfer portal is always super interesting to me from fans. Yeah. Corey Weber jumps back in. Um, well, let me do these in order. Excuse me. David Hunt starts with, Corey, we lose a big one every year. It's Thompson or Coleman. As hard as Thompson is recruiting for us, I'd say Coleman. And Corey Weber refutes and says, not with this staff, David. Big boy recruiting. Mm-hmm. What I will say in regard to this is there's a lot of schools that are doing big boy recruiting that Auburn is flipping their recruits away from them. So I don't know that big boy recruiting is a reason somebody will or will not flip. I think it's just a matter of what that young man decides they want to do with their future and how well we sold that vision to them that this is the place that they can accomplish it. Yeah, it's big boy effort for sure. Yeah, now they, right, the man. effort and is I, definitely on a different yeah. – well, and so let, let's say this. I don't think that the Gus Malzahn staff didn't recruit well. Like the recruiting rankings show that they did a good job of recruiting as far as rankings are concerned. So, you know, this is I've seen some people make this comparison. Well, Gus had recruiting rankings and blah, 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 and we didn't win championships. I think that there's a difference in the focus with this staff on player types, right? Like when I say types, I mean body type and temperament. Like they want a certain kind of guy, not just whoever is the most highly rated guy to get them on. And this is going to sound like a disrespectful thing to Gus Malzahn and his staff. I do feel feel like that staff sometimes went yeah. and chased uh, stars. I would, agree not with that. I would also fit. say Ike, um, it was, uh, they just evaluated poorly is how I would say it. Right. So I, with what was Gus's highest rated class? Was it like six? No, they were eight in 2015. Um, in 2016, they had the they weren't even close to the top. Um, there was one, the one with Byron Coward, I think was 2015. Um, so that would have been a high, highly rated class. Auburn was eight in that class as well, too. Um, you know, 2014, right after the nat- right after a national championship appearance, Auburn had the sixth ranked class. Let's take a look here. I think this was the highest rated class that Gus had while he was on the Plains. And um, the Keel Williams, so uh, Trey Williams, Rock Thomas, Nick Ruffin, and Sean White were the best players in that class. They were the most highly highly rated players in that class. Braden Smith was kind of up there, uh, but he was a little down the list in terms of rating. Um, so a JUCO, right? Uh, not one five star prospect out of high school. Uh, Rock Thomas two four seven had Rock Thomas 
a four star. Yeah, I think there was one service that had him a five star at some point. Um, hmm. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to say was uh, even in his best class, Gus did not have a single class with um, like five national prospects inside the, the top 50 or four, I'm sorry, four inside the top 50, which is what he's looking at mm-hmm. now. <laughs> That's correct. This is crazy. This, these things aren't, these things aren't yeah. like the other, right? You know, um, now he got Byron Coward in one class yeah. and he busted out of Auburn. Uh, so you know, how you bust a number one right. overall prospect. Wow. I, I just don't see Hugh free. I mean, does anybody see Cam Coleman really being like a Byron Coward kind of bust? The only yeah, right. You know, I mean, like there's it, literally no way to, to me, tell right now. But no, and even if like he it. does, that's why you recruited Perry Thompson. That's why you got Bryce Kane. That's why you got all these other top two fifty kids as well. Too somebody's gonna be good. If all four of them bust, we got a problem. There's a problem. It's an Auburn problem. And I'm telling right. you, know, if three out of the four of them bust, it's an Auburn problem because other schools aren't busting out top ten and top fifteen, top twenty five prospects. Those guys are going on to become All-Americans. And they have to start to do that at Auburn. So just my just my take on the Gus versus Hugh recruiting, like one of these, these are very highly rated kids that are not just ranked in the top 250. They're so regarded the best. You know, the evaluations, like we've dug a lot more into evaluations of how these guys play. They're good. Thompson is good. Coleman is just good. They're, these are bona fide playmakers, and the only way they don't make plays is if you don't put them in a position to do so. <laughs> That's it. Right. Yeah, so looking forward to, again, we are just seven days away from early signing day, so we will hopefully a lot of this drama will be done and uh, people can go back to panicking about something else, uh, <laughs> whatever other thing, the transfer portal will be the new thing that people panic about, I guess. Uh, Which, again, I'm not mad at anybody in a panic state right now because the recruiting class stuff is something that is is up in the air. You just don't know until it's done. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they finish off this recruiting cycle. All right, we're going to get out of here. We have so much more to talk about tonight on the Midweek Rapport. Again, we will be back at you all tonight with the Midweek Rapport at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure you are right back here. Before you get out of here, give us a thumbs up on the video. Share the video with somebody. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you're re-listening on pod, go ahead and share that podcast. And again, we will be at the game tonight. Hopefully, if you are going to make the trip, we'll see you out there. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle. Drop!